Before we jump into this episode, we are putting together something special for December. And so we need you to call into our listener hotline and tell us about the most memorable gift you've been given. It's really easy to do this. And we promise that this line does not ring anywhere at all. It just gives you a chance to record your message to us. So just call the number 208 741 3880 and tell us about your most memorable gift. We can't wait to hear your stories. Welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast, where we share resources by and for adoptive and foster moms. I'm Lisa Qualls. And this is Melissa Corkum. Don't worry, we get it and we're here for you. Hi, friends. Welcome to episode 108 of the Adoption Connection podcast. We know that holidays can be challenging, and especially this year, things may not go quite the way we had expected them to go, and we want to help you have less stress and build more meaningful connections with the people you love. So today we had a fun interview. Uh, Melissa and I together interviewed our friend Marie Feebach, who's an expert on organizational planning in particular with meals, but also for the holidays. Marie is a mother of four active teenagers between the ages of 13 and 17 and founded Feed Your Family Tonight to help busy families eat dinner together at home and recapture a little bit of calm in the crazy. She is a cookbook author, podcaster, and has a weekly cooking segment on her local ABC affiliate in Kansas. So here's our conversation with Marie. Marie, welcome to the Adoption Connection podcast. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Lisa and Melissa. I'm so excited to be here. Well, we're glad you're here too. Yeah, so we are here to talk about holiday planning. And if you've listened to the podcast for any length of time, you know that the holidays are an overwhelming time for our families. Lisa and I, in particular, are not really like geniuses at this. It catches us off guard every year. Neither of us are phenomenal gift givers. I think that adds an extra layer of stress. And so we thought it would be fun this year. We do something holiday every year. We've done, um, and we'll link those in the show notes. We've done a survive the holiday. We did like a crowd sourcing thing where y'all called in. Last year, we shared just some really kind of funny and heartwarming holiday stories. So this year, we are bringing you expert. So Marie, will you just tell us a little bit about you, your family, and then, you know, how you came to be such an expert at planning ahead for, I know that you plan ahead for a lot of things, not just holidays. (laughs) I'm married and I have four kids. My twins just turned 13. I have a 15 year old daughter and a 17 year old son. So I have a house full of teenagers right now. I am the founder of Feed Your Family Tonight, where my main goal is to help busy families plan and execute weeknight dinner, even when life is crazy. And I have come up with a system for figuring out how you can feed a family when you have kids that are running in a hundred different directions and you're working and your spouse is working. It can be a little overwhelming. And that was kind of how I started. But last year in 2019, I realized that I needed to get on top of the holidays myself. I have been a last minute person more times than I want to admit. And I kind of created my holiday planning guide for myself. 
and started sharing it with the world because there are so many micro decisions that happen when you are planning for the holidays and you don't even realize it and they can creep up on you. But my holiday planning guide is 30 pages of an ebook that helps people look at what the decisions they have to make and make them intentionally rather than have them creep up on them. And then I have all sorts of bonuses because especially this year, it's 2020 and the holidays are going to look a little different for a lot of us. And so I have things to tackle that as well. And I live in Wichita, Kansas in a house that is a half a mile from my parents and a half a mile from the school and church that I grew up going to. I swore I would never go back. And it's kind of funny that I ended up full circle, but I love it. I love where I'm at. And Family is so important to me. Yeah, I love that. So, and Lisa, you live in a pretty small town with that family feel as well. Yeah, we live in a smallish town, but we don't have any of our extended family near us. But now that my adult kids are growing up, uh, one of my daughters lives a little less than two hours away of one of my adult kids. So that's nice. And we definitely are planning holidays around them being near and whoever else can make it. So we have a, a family tradition where now that everybody's sort of dispersed a little bit, that every odd year is our family's year. And every even year, if they have in-laws, they go to their in-laws or if they want to go to friends or something. So everybody goes on the even years, they can be with us or they can be elsewhere. But then on the odd years, everybody comes home so that we have one holiday where we're all together. So that's, that's the biggest, uh, talking about decisions, you know, this is simplifying things for everybody. Well, I love that. And I love that their in-laws are buying into that with you as well. I am very, very lucky that my parents and my in-laws get along really well. We always do Christmas Eve at my parents' house and Christmas Day. Sometimes it is at my in-laws' house. And sometimes we do it the day after Christmas, depending upon what's happening with my husband's siblings. Yeah. So the name of the game is flexibility. Yes. Which I don't love when it comes to holidays. I I actually am a definite holiday planner. My biggest stumbling block is the gifts. I I don't like shopping. (laughs) So Marie, how do you see COVID impacting families as we plan and prepare? There, There are so many things that are going to affect the holidays. Let's just start by your idea and talk about gifts. Because shopping is going to be a different beast this year. When we shop, usually we kind of rely on shipping dates when we're online shopping. I have already done some research. Amazon Prime is not guaranteeing two-day delivery for all items. They have not done that since the pandemic started. There's so many items that they're not guaranteeing two-day delivery. So if you're counting on that, you want to shop ahead. UPS and FedEx are having earlier shipping date requirements for the least expensive shipping options. UPS is as early as December 13th. So if you are planning on online shopping and do not want to pay extra fees, anyone will get it to you the 24th, but you are going to be paying through the nose for your shipping. So if you want your shipping to be less expensive, then you are going to want to shop for gifts early. Another thing about COVID and 2020 holidays is there's going to be a lot of people that won't be able to come or you're not going to have as large of family gatherings. There are people that are going to be cooking their first Thanksgiving dinner. 
And that's going to be a big thing. I have a Thanksgiving 101. If you've never cooked Thanksgiving dinner, I have all of the things that you want to look for to make sure that you're thawing your turkey on time and make sure that you have enough space in your oven and on your stove so that you don't end up with things that aren't cooked at the same time and have a really late meal. So there's going to be people that are cooking for the first time. The other thing is, and this is what's really important to me, is that we still want to build connection with our family members, even if we're not in person. And I have lots of tips for that. One of my biggest things is, you know, use the technology that we have. You've got FaceTime, you've got Zoom. Consider making a recipe with a relative, a tradition. You know, most of us have traditional holiday foods. Most families have something that is really important to them at the holidays. Make it with that loved one who is far away over FaceTime or over Zoom and you can make it together or you can have someone coach you or you coach them. You know, maybe you're coaching your, your daughter or your son how to make your traditional family foods or Maybe you're connecting with a grandkid and you're teaching them how to make one of your favorite family meals. But I really believe that even though we may not be physically together, it's so important to build connection. Well, and there are a lot of fun ways like to play games online together. I was just thinking as you were talking about how, you know, on Thanksgiving, sometimes we'll break out games in the evening. Maybe we won't be able to do that in the same way, but it could be fun if my if I got my kids to help plan sort of a game night of, of sorts. I don't know exactly, but something you like know, that. I have a really fun idea for doing a video scavenger hunt or a photo scavenger hunt in your own town where everybody has a list of pictures that they need to take. And then you can post them to a shared album. Maybe you're taking a picture in front of a license plate that starts with the letter Q. So you've got to search through your community and find a license plate that starts with the letter Q. Or you've got to take a picture of a business that has a city's name in it that isn't the city you live in. So you take a picture in front of Old Chicago or Denver Mattress. And then you can see what different... So you're still connected, even though you're doing your own thing in your own community, you're building that connection. And that can even work for a large family gathering. My mother is one of 12. So I have oodles and oodles of cousins. And that's something that I could do with my greater family, not just my close, immediate family. Oh, that's such a fun idea. Yeah, yeah I love I like that. It. I like it too. I think I might propose it to my family. Yeah, Marie, I was just thinking that one of my favorite holiday things is one of my best friends usually does a great big cookie exchange, you know, where you have to bake, you know, a bajillion dozens of the same kind of cookie, but you come home with, you know, all these different types of cookies that you also didn't have to bake. I don't think that's going to be happening this year. So do you have any fun ideas for virtual cookie exchanges? Well, you know, I am thinking more socially distant than virtual. So if you have your local group, you could still do a cookie exchange. And how I anticipate doing this socially distant is instead of having everything out on platters, everybody individually packages nine or 10 or however many invitees there are of their specific cookie. And then you can have it on your porch and everybody can come and drop off their cookies and then pick up the other cookies. I feel like it doesn't have to go away. It just has to be a little bit different. And I think you can do it socially distant. 
Oh, that's a great idea. I like that. So yeah, everyone would bring their stuff like prepackaged in Ziploc bags. Normally we do this like walk around the house and pick up our cookies kind of thing, but obviously that's not going to be happening this year. Exactly. But you can bring it all prepackaged and then everybody can pick up their cookies. And I, what I would recommend is have people drop them off earlier in the day, have a scheduled time for that, and then have a pickup later in the day that's a scheduled time so that people aren't necessarily passing at the same time, but everybody still gets the fun. You can run an errand in between, you know, have a drop off for an hour, have a little break and then have another drop off a pickup. I think it could be really fun. I think thinking outside the box is what we're going to have to do this year. And that can mean lots of different things, but the, but the key still is don't let the connections go just because things look different. What are some other things? So, so we could still do a cookie exchange. We can do some virtual games, which now I'm getting kind of excited about. What are some other ways that you see families doing things a little different that might also still be rewarding connection wise? You know, I have a friend whose family does this for birthdays since the pandemic hit where they all have each person get their own cake or they go to a restaurant and buy a single piece of cake and they all get together on zoom and they sing happy birthday and everyone eats their cake together. I, you know, we're talking a lot about baked goods, but food is my thing. And so I have lots of ideas for food. I think it's going to be really important to think about shipping some of your traditional family foods to family members that are far away. My mother is queen of this. She has been shipping cookies and candy for years. And there are definite tips for shipping baked goods. And the biggest key for shipping baked goods is to make sure that everything is packed very tightly without any wiggle room. So you want to have lots of paper towels or cloth napkins and have it surrounding each individual cookie that is wrapped in its own plastic wrap and making sure that there isn't any wiggle room. And that's the same with candy. That's the same with cookies. But I think making sure that you're still getting those tastes of what your traditions are like. I think that's going to be really important for keeping lasting memories. The other thing is now's the time to create new memories. And that's been one of the biggest blessings of the pandemic for my family is that because so many things shut down, we were able to let go of some of our old routines and our old habits. And it gave us space to create new memories and so now is the time to think about, is there something that you've always wanted to do, but the hustle and bustle of the holidays just seem to be too much? You know, maybe you wanted to go see a Christmas tree lighting, or maybe you wanted to chop down your own Christmas tree for the first time, but you usually just got one at the big box store. Now is the time to think about what's something that we've wanted to do and create new memories. Because the thing is for your children, no matter what, this holiday season is going to be memorable. And as a parent, it is our opportunity to make it a good memory and make it a positive memory. And so now's the time to try something new, do something different that you haven't done before. And that I think is one of the biggest blessings of the pandemic. Well, I'm thinking for us adoptive and foster families for years, we've had to make excuses about why we couldn't come to the cookie exchange because we were afraid our child was either going to steal all the cookies or have a meltdown at the cookie exchange. Uh, I know holiday church services, a lot of our families, you know, probably traditionally would attend a Christmas Eve service. And, and that usually is 
you know, a perfect recipe for a big meltdown because they're usually later at night. Our kids are already, you know, overstimulated. You know, I think you're right, Marie. This year, we have permission to say no to a lot of things. And some of those things are not going to be happening regardless. And so we don't have to feel this guilt or do all this extra explaining to our kids about why our family is the only one who's not X, Y, and Z. You know, sometimes we call it cocooning. We can use the pandemic as an excuse or a valid reason, you know, whatever we're thinking. Um, but you're right. See, this is an opportunity to do something a little bit smaller, a little bit quieter, really creative, way outside the box. M- maybe even you ditch the traditional holiday foods, which I think most of my kids would probably be happy to do and, and do Mexican or Korean or Ethiopian or something different that maybe you don't have to fall a 30 pound turkey for. Um, and then you'll never know, maybe you'll have a really fun time and it's something that will continue past pandemic life. Well, Melissa, I totally agree with that. And, you know, my sister adopted two kids out of the foster system and I know that cocooning. I know when you have a child that takes so much energy and you're just trying to keep them from creating too much of a disruption, you know, they're going to create some kind of a disruption, but you're trying to make sure that it's not too much. And this is a chance to have a clean slate and say, we're out this year and we're going to take care of our family and we're going to celebrate our way. And so I love that. I totally get that. So there are always so many details involved in holidays, which you already mentioned. And I know for me, I start to get this feeling like I should get on top of this. I should get on top of this. But I would love to hear from you how we can actually get on top of it. How can we be sure we're going to have what we need either for people coming or for shipping? Like, like thinking ahead about shipping supplies and all of that. How would you suggest we do that? Because we're, well, we're recording this in almost late October. So like, it's time, it's time to get on this, right? It's totally time to get on this. In my countdown to Christmas, I have an October start for these early birds that are really on top of it. And then a November start for people that are kind of on top of it. And then if you, you know, hit December and you haven't started, I've got tips for you on that. But one of my biggest things is to do a pre-holiday shopping trip. And this shopping trip will take me a good long four-hour morning sometimes. But you want to stock up on all of your basics early in the season. I recommend doing this on a weekday morning in December If you can't do it on a weekday morning, try it on a Sunday morning, but don't try it on a Friday or a Saturday because you're going to set yourself up to fail. But I actually have worksheets where you list all of the basic things that you need to buy. And I'm talking shampoo, deodorant, toilet paper. You're stocking up on all of those basic items and then your basic food items. Most families have kind of a core ingredient list of most of the foods that they make. And I'm not talking special holiday foods. I'm talking Tuesday night dinners. So I stuck up on pasta and I stuck up on canned tomatoes and cereal and basic canned goods, basic things that will keep in my pantry from December through the middle of January. So I'm doing six weeks of basic shopping. And you know what this does? is this helps when you're trying to do all of the extra shopping that the holidays have. You're buying gifts and you're doing all sorts of other shopping. You don't have to buy anything but fresh meat, 
fresh fruits and vegetables. All of your pantry is stocked with the things that you need. It's going to get you in and out of the store faster, and it's going to give you so much brain space because when you've done that pre-holiday shopping, then you kind of have an idea of the meals that you're going to have too. It's going to help you with meal planning and it's going to lift the stress of shopping so that when you're in the grocery store, you're not having to think about buying the toothpaste and the deodorant. All you have to do is go get your fresh fruits and vegetables, your fresh meats, get in and get out. Or when you're going to the big box store and you're buying a couple of gifts, all you're getting is the gifts. You don't have to think about all of the other things to stock up on. And it seems like if you wanted to, you could do a lot of that basics like in a Walmart grocery order or something like that. So make it might take a long time at home to get that whole order organized, but you're doing it at home. And then all you have to do is go and pick it up. Well, and here's the other thing is when you are doing the shopping trip, now I live in Wichita, Kansas, so everything is 20 minutes for me. It's not hard, but if you are in a larger metropolitan area, I would have your first pickup or your first shopping trip the farthest away from your house. And you do that one first. You might have to put a cooler in your car if you're going to like Costco or Sam's and you're buying frozen vegetables and frozen meats. It is worth it to put a cooler in your car. Then you drive to the next one that's closest to you and then the next one. So you work your way out and in. That way, if you run out of time, the errand you have to do is the one that's closest to home. Oh, that's smart. I like that. So smart. And I, I was kind of against like early, I kind of wait to the last minute because it's overwhelming. And so I kind of put it off, but I'm getting this new vision for like, man, if I started now, maybe I could be done, done by Thanksgiving. And then like, imagine what the payoff would be like, then I really could forget about it in the craziest part of the holiday season. And instead of trying to forget about it yet, it's still hanging having it hang over my head, I could literally forget about it because it would be done. Well, and here's the thing is you don't want to forget about it too much because you want to remember where you've put everything and where they're wrapped. And so I have a gift giving sheet where you list each person, you list ideas that you want to buy for them and where you can buy them. And then you list whether you've purchased them or not, where you've put them when you've purchased them. And then if they've been wrapped and then when you've given them away. And so that way, if you do your shopping and think before Thanksgiving and you forget about it, you have something to remind you where you put that. Because how many of us have bought a gift way ahead of time, hidden it somewhere. And then when it's time to get it, you can't find it. <laughs> uh, it it's I have totally two things I'm currently looking for right now that I put <laughs> away safely, it's completely different. And I've spent literally hours of the past two weeks looking for these two things. And one of them is going to cost me a lot of money if I can't find it. <laughs> oh, Melissa, we've we, I have so been there. So, so that that's part of the gift giving. The other thing is when you are planning ahead and you're filling out gift giving sheets and listing all of the people that you need to buy for, I don't want you to forget anyone. So if you have to buy teacher gifts, make sure that's on the list. If you give a little something to your neighbor, even if it's a baked good, put that on your list. If you have an elderly neighbor that you always exchange a card with or something, put that on your list. Get everything on your list. And then here's the fun part is when you list where you can get all these things, you can save shopping trips. Instead of heading to your mall three times, you can hit the mall once get all of the things that you need. And you might be shopping for the postman and you might be shopping for your nephew and you might be shopping for your son and your spouse 
but it's all in one shopping trip. You do that online and you're going to save shipping costs too. And so you have it all in one order, all in one shopping trip. So I'm saving you time and money by putting it all in on paper. And some people are digital people. I physically need to write it on paper. That's, I'm just, that's just how I am. And so I print out gift giving sheets for all of my kids. I have the um, lucky predicament of my children having December birthdays. So I have two sets of grandparents and my husband, and they're all saying, well, they need gift ideas for Christmas and birthdays. So I'm having to come up with like five or six different gift ideas for my children in December. So I print out a sheet for them and I list five or six different things. And then I start saying who I said to get that gift because they, the grandparents want something that the children want. And so that way I'm not getting repeat gifts for my kids and I have it all organized because otherwise it gets really overwhelming really fast. That December birthday thing should really be <laughs> illegal. We have one of those too. And we have two early January birthdays. And so it's just like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want? Or someone's asking me, I need ideas. I need ideas. And I need more ideas. And I need more ideas. Yes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. My two oldest have December birthdays. My mom and my dad both have December birthdays. So we basically eat cake for like five days straight in our family. And because they're all like seven, eight, nine, I mean, they're all in one week and it's hard. And I want to make sure that they get meaningful things, especially because it's all coming in December. I want them to have things that they will appreciate for the rest of the year. And so by taking time now in November you can be so much more intentional about the kinds of gift ideas that you're giving to other people because this is this is about buying gifts yourself but in my case as a parent I'm giving ideas to aunts and uncles and grandparents and it by putting it all on paper it keeps me so much more organized and what's great is when it's on paper then it takes all of that space out of my head and I have less anxiety and I have less worry because it doesn't have to be twirling in my head to not forget to add that item or to tell grandpa that Max wants a specific pair of earbuds or something. It, it takes it out of my head and that helps me be a better, more present parent for other things. I totally resonate with that because I have to write everything down. Melissa knows this. If I don't write it down, I, I can't hold it all in my head. I have too many people, too many things. So I, I still use, I use my Google calendar and all my digital planning stuff, but I have a paper planner that I take everywhere and I write everything in it because I just won't be able to remember. And my kids know that about yeah. me. <laughs> well, and not even that, like you said, even if you can remember it, Marie, it takes a lot of energy and a lot of brain space and it creates right. a lot of stress. And actually, Lisa, we have a day in our blocked care course about you know, relieving your mental platter to give room for connection, like you said, Marie. So we, yeah, both really resonate a lot with that. Um, Lisa and I are not phenomenal, like actual physical gift givers, but Lisa, you had a couple ideas of some like kind of virtual gifts or ways that were not so much like things you can buy at a store, but experiential gifts that you could give if you are miles and miles apart from a loved one? Well, and some of them, what I was thinking of may or may not be a gift, but they'd be a great way to connect, like Marie was talking about, sort of a new alternative way to connect over the holidays. 
And I have a good friend who's just a super phenomenal grandmother. She's also very, very organized. Marie, you would love her. And um, you two are two peas in a pod. Anyhow, but she does game. She plays games with her grandchildren over Zoom. So or FaceTime, you know, so they'll set up like he'll have her grandson will have a chessboard. She'll have a chessboard and they play together or word games or different things. But um, I was thinking for the holidays that maybe it would be neat if grandparents wanted to record themselves, make a video of them reading a Christmas book to the grandchildren, because maybe they won't get to, you know, grandparents may not be flying around the country this year, right? And so maybe the grandma who would have liked to have been reading a Christmas story to her grandchild can still do that. And she could even send the book as a gift. And then the video, they could they could watch it, her read it. I mean, there's, or you could do it live. There are just so many ways I think that um, we can still connect. And and I think for kids who are like older elementary or even middle school, if they wanted to do gifts for like younger cousins or something, they could do the same thing. They could record themselves telling knock-knock jokes or reading a funny story or something and send that to some younger cousins. So I guess, yeah, I, I'm not always awesome at physical gifts, but I do think this idea, Marie, of new ways of connecting is really good. Totally. You know, I um, I have a love language of gifts. I love presents and I love giving thoughtful presents. And for me, when you're trying to give a really thoughtful gift, it has less to do with the amount you spend and more to do about what that person you are giving loves and what is important to them. I mean, my husband just recently gave me a new set of measuring spoons. It was like a $6 gift, but he saw that I was frustrated in the kitchen because I do recipe development. And I was like, I need another set of measuring spoons. I'm tired of washing in between. And so when you're trying to give thoughtful gifts, when that's kind of your challenge, start thinking about that other person and some of their pain points, something that's frustrating them and seeing if you can find a way to relieve that frustration. And that's one of my big tips for helping you give gifts. Oh, that's a good one. My, uh, I was thinking of giving my husband the gift of having his car be detailed. Like, wouldn't that, maybe that's because what I would want. Maybe I should think about asking for it rather than giving it. But I think he'd (laughs) really enjoy it, you know? He probably wouldn't know how much he enjoyed it until it happened. Right. You know what I love about that gift is there's, no more junk clutter in your house. It is removing clutter from your life rather than adding clutter to your life. With my Mm -hmm. children, we think very intentionally about the gifts that we give them. One of our favorite things that we have given our children over the years is monogrammed bath towels. And we do that for two reasons. One, it's a useful gift that doesn't clutter our home. But two, and this is so true now that I have teenagers, you know whose towels on the floor. (laughs) No one can say that they dropped someone else's towel on the floor because it has their name on it. So that's one of my favorite gifts, especially that doesn't add clutter to your life. Well, and a lot of our kids are kind of need the safety of possession of possessing something. And so even it, you know, it might sound boring, a bath towel, but a bath towel, maybe in your favorite Disney character with your name monogrammed on it would probably feel really special. And some kids would know, like, this means that my sibling won't touch it. I know for one of our kids, she would be thrilled to know that no one else's germs were on her bath towel, you know, that it had been marked as hers. And for her, it was anything we could 
you know, designate as specifically hers, she would just be thrilled at, even if it was her bananas for the week. You know, I told the story a lot how I would buy her her own separate bunch of bananas for the week and the rest of the family would get their own and hers would get masking tape and her name on them or whatever. And again, I wasn't spending any more money. I was going to buy bananas for the whole family to eat anyway. I just knew that she was going to want one every single morning. And so we would just designate them for her. And again, you know, no clutter. And so be creative about the things that maybe are causing conflict, you know, amongst the siblings in your house and things. And maybe you can replace some things that are used every day with some special, you know, personalized versions. Do you know another one of my favorite things like that is getting everybody their own water bottle. And we kind of have a rule in our house that anytime we're getting in the car to run errands, everybody brings a water bottle because you get, you know, five miles down the road and the kid's like, I'm thirsty. And so my kids are in the habit of always bringing a water bottle in the car, no matter what. I don't care if you're going five minutes down the road or you're taking a three hour road trip. They always have a water bottle with them and they have their own. Yeah. And that whole hydration piece is really important too. So Marie, we're talking a lot about the holidays. And one of the things with the holidays is we get so laser focused sometimes on those big special meals that we find ourselves maybe a little too busy to do the regular feeding of our families just because we aren't maybe planning ahead and thinking ahead about regular meals because we're focused on the big ones. So what would you suggest we we all do to kind of keep our families like we don't want to eat crazy for the weeks leading up to the holidays. We want to go into the holidays feeling healthy and good. So what is your suggestion about that? You know, meal planning is my jam. That is my favorite thing to teach families. And if you can plan your meals, take 10 minutes at the beginning of the week and write out your activities, figure out when you're going to eat and plan your meals around your family's activities, you are going to give yourself so much brain space and you're not going to forget that on Tuesday of Thanksgiving week, your family needs to eat and you're going to plan to have something that's not poultry at the beginning of Thanksgiving week, because that's another thing that I'm totally guilty of. And it helps you add variety. I have, I have a free download for your listeners. It's at feedyourfamilytonight.com slash adoption. It is my weekly meal planning sheet and it will walk you through a whole process for planning weeknight dinner that is going to take so much stress out of the holiday season because when we are so busy, it's so easy to fall into the trap of having the same foods over and over again or hitting the drive through or getting overwhelmed about dinner. And when you plan your meals, especially during the holidays, it is going to help your household run smoother. Well, Marie, Thank you so much. You've brought up some things that I had neglected to think about coming up into this holiday season. So I'm going to get busy on my planning, hopefully, and maybe this will be the year to change things. Maybe I'll approach holidays differently from here on out with your help. I'm looking forward to applying some of these new ideas you've given us, Marie. Oh, well, Lisa and Melissa, it is such a joy. And again, I just want you and your families to enjoy connection and have a little less stress. Well, you could probably tell from listening to this interview that was fairly free flowing. And literally, as Marie was talking, I was getting these little sparks of ideas of things. And I'm, I'm actually excited about trying some new things. Because like a lot of you listening, um, you may have adult kids who aren't at home, or you could have kids living away from home for a variety of reasons. And 
I'm excited to continue building new ways to connect. Yeah, I am feeling inspired. I almost feel like I need to drop everything right now and just do the things that I'm inspired about, like maybe do some online shopping or some brainstorming or something, because otherwise I feel like maybe I'm going to lose my momentum. (laughs) If you are interested in connecting with Marie, she can be found on Instagram at Marie Feebach, F-I-E-B-A-C-H. Uh, and on Facebook at Feed Your Family Tonight. I also recommend checking out her podcast. It's short and simple and you'll get phenomenal tips. Also, she has, as she mentioned, a freebie for you guys, which is at feedyourfamilytonight.com slash adoption. Most importantly, if you want to get a jump start on planning your holiday season, we recommend that you grab her holiday guide at feedyourfamilytonight.com slash holiday. And of course, all of those things will be in the show notes where you can connect to all the things. And the show notes are found at the adoption connection.com slash 108. Before you go, we'd love to connect with you on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Instagram as the adoption connection. Thanks so much for listening. We love having you. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a quick review over on iTunes. It will help us reach more moms who may be feeling alone. And remember, until next week, you're a good mom, doing good work, and we're here for you. The music for the podcast is called New Day and was created by Lee Rosevere.